Lord, we thank you for all those times when you said, I am. And Lord, as we think about you as the bread of life, open our hearts to your word this morning, we pray. Great. While we were singing here, I got Pete to um, pop over to Morrison's and he came back with this fresh tiger bread and the aroma of fresh bread is just amazing, isn't it? There's nothing quite like bread that's just come out of the oven. So I just want to spend a few moments thinking about what it means for Jesus to be the bread of life. We saw in our reading how those who had been among the 5,000 crossed the sea, they came and they found Jesus hoping for more of the bread. But when they asked him for this bread, he said, look, you're missing the point. The bread I gave you, it fed your bodies. But I gave it to you as a sign to something even more important, something that you need for your souls, the bread of life to the world that I give for your souls. And they reply saying, that sounds great. Jesus, give us this bread. And it's then that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I just realized I haven't got my clicker. Have you got the... Oh, it's behind you. Great. And Jesus' answer stops them in their tracks. They're not quite sure what to make of that. But what Jesus was saying to them was this. He was saying, look, we all know that there's bread for the body, but there's also spiritual bread for the soul. And just as your body needs bread to stay alive, so your soul needs food as well. And I am that spiritual bread that your soul needs so badly. Now, most of us take bread for granted. We eat it every day without even thinking about it. But if we stop and think about what bread is for a moment, then we'll see why Jesus chose bread as a picture for who he is and what he does. So what's so amazing about bread? Well, here's nine things you may or may not know about bread. Firstly, it's been with us for a long time. The first kind of mills are believed to be 30,000 years old, and 10,000 years ago, bread was the staple diet in Egypt. It's made from crops that are easy to grow. Wheat, barley, oats, and maize, and in all parts of the world, those can be grown. It's good for you. It gives you important carbohydrates for energy and keeps you physically active. It's also got important dietary fiber, and it makes you feel full for longer than many other foods. It's easy to carry around. It's all contained within its crust. It won't spill, and all you have to do is just brush away a few crumbs. It's also easy to share with others. I can just break off a bit of bread and say, Dave, have a, have a bit of bread. I can give some to, to Jack. Anyone else want a little snack? Because it's going to be a long sermon. <laughs> So you might, you might need this. Um, just, to, just to keep you going, I'm just on, on my first of 50 points that I'm going to go through about bread. There we go. It's, it's really easy to share with others. Oh, over there, are you wanting bread over here as well? Oh, okay then. There we go. So it's easy to share with others. It lasts for several days maybe even up to a week. And if you scrape off the kind of purple mold, you can um, have, it, have it for even, even longer. It's food for everyone. Compared to other foods, bread isn't expensive. 
So, along with rice, it's the most widely consumed food in the world. It tastes amazing. As I said, there's nothing like fresh bread out of the oven. And it comes in many varieties. They reckon around the world that there are at least 100 different varieties of bread. And you can find about 20 of them just over the road in Morrison's. So we can see that there were good reasons why Jesus called himself the bread of life. All these things that bread does for your body, I do for your soul. That's what Jesus says. But before we go any further, when Jesus says he is the bread of life, what did Jesus mean by life? What did he mean by life? Well, two things. Firstly, he said it's the kind of life that satisfies. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So, the life I give to those who believe in me, says Jesus, is the kind of life that satisfies the deepest longings of the human heart. This doesn't mean that believing in Jesus means that we won't go, go through times of trial and seasons of sorrow, maybe even moments of fear and doubt. But what it does mean is that our deep longing to belong. Our need to be known and loved, our need for security and identity. These we find in Christ Jesus when we put our trust in Him. That's the first kind of life that Jesus offers as the bread of life. And I loved hearing Lewis's testimony last week. And if you weren't here, do watch it on catch up or on, on the live stream because he spoke about how a year ago he found Jesus. And found it completely transformed his life. The second thing that Jesus says about this life is that it's eternal. It doesn't end when our time on this earth comes to an end. In、uh, John 6, verse 40, he says, Everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And then in、uh, verse 51, he says, I am the living bread. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. So that's what Jesus meant by eternal life, a quality of life that is ours to lay hold of now while we're on earth, but also one that will carry us beyond the grave to a new life lived with God forever. So I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. As I thought about, about Jesus as the bread of life, it got me, th me thinking about other times in the Bible when he talks about bread. Like in the Lord's Prayer, when he teaches his followers to pray, Give us each day our daily bread. When he's being tempted in the wilderness by the devil, and Jesus responds to the devil, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When he feeds the 5,000, it says Jesus took the loaves and the fish and gave thanks. And in the Last Supper, it says he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. So, what do all these verses say to us about Jesus being the bread of life and our own spiritual hunger? What does this mean to us? Firstly, It's a reminder that feeding our souls is as important as feeding our bodies. 
we need to be attending to our spiritual diet as much as we attend to our physical diet. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, says Jesus, quoting from Deuteronomy. If we were to go days without physical food, I wonder what the most you have gone without eating, how many meals you've missed in a row. But your body is absolutely crying out for food, isn't it? But with spiritual hunger, we can go without spiritual food and fill our hearts and minds with other things and, and we don't even notice. And then it comes harder to feed ourselves spiritually. We live in a time in history, don't we, when there's never been so much information and entertainment at our fingertips. And yet we're in a society where there's desperate loneliness and people feeling desperately lost. And Jesus invites all of us, come to me. I am the bread of life. I will lead you to a life of another quality rooted in God's love, where you are known and loved, forgiven and blessed, and satisfied in a way that is very, very, very different. So it's good that we ask ourselves, and particularly as we start Lent, how am I feeding myself spiritually? How am I eating? What's my spiritual five a day? Is it daily bread? What kind of spiritual food is my diet made up of? Is it a balanced diet of hearing God's word or reading God's word of worship, time alone with God in prayer, serving others, sharing my faith? Am I in danger of losing my spiritual hunger? And as I say, Lent is such a good time to be asking those questions. And if you've been in the 24-7 tent, that's actually a spiritual food tent for you to just go and feed yourself in God's presence. And if you haven't signed up, do, do sign up. Just to quickly say that we went to Wales on uh, Friday and Rosie looked at who was coming in the 24-7 prayer tent and she said, Patrick, you, you, you've gone and signed yourself up today and then and we were away and I thought, oh gosh, what have I done? And then I tried to cancel it and I couldn't. And then I realised, no, it's not me, it's um, actually Patrick Kerwin. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was good to know that still in control. Um, <laughs> And um, just to say that tonight our Lent course starts called uh, Sacred Pathways. And, and this is really a course to help us continue to feed ourselves. We all have different personalities. We're all at different stages in life. So we don't all eat the same way. We don't all, we're not all fed the same way. And, and, and ways of feeding ourselves in, at one time in our life maybe not work quite the same way in another time in our life. So this course helps us to think about the different ways that we can encounter God and we can feed ourselves. So do come along tonight at half past seven in, in the Carlthorpe room. The second thing that struck me is the way Jesus handles bread, both at the feeding of the 5,000 and the Last Supper. He takes the bread, he blesses it, or he gives thanks for it. He breaks it, and then he gives it away. And that got me thinking how when we come to Jesus, the bread of life, we ourselves become the bread that he takes and blesses and breaks, and that's the hard part and then gives away to others. 
If you think of this candle, the flame will multiply if we give it away to another candle and then another candle and another candle. And in the same way, at the feeding of the 5,000, the bread multiplied as Jesus gave it away to others. And as he gives us away, we are the ones who become the bread of life for others. But it's not us that they receive, it's Jesus that we give to them. And this then brought me back to the prayer, give us each day our daily bread. Because even though we can keep bread for several days, there's a world of difference between bread that's been hanging around in your bread bin for three or four days and fresh bread that has just come out of the oven. And quite simply, if I'm feeding myself with bread that is fresh each day, the bread that I give to others is fresh bread. And that got me thinking about our church and how churches need to be both cafes and bakeries. And I'm ending with this thought. A cafe where fresh bread is served and people can come and eat so that when we gather as we do now, we look forward to fresh, nourishing spiritual bread that is good to eat, that blesses us and strengthens us. But we're not just a cafe, we're also a bakery that produces this fresh bread. Each Sunday, the bread comes out of our ovens. And then when we leave this place after a time of worship, we go back into our homes with our families and our friends and our places of work. And we break a bit of that bread off and we give it to, to whoever God puts in our path. And I think that's just a beautiful picture of the church, Jesus's church feeding on Jesus as the bread of life, and then blessed and broken, offering Jesus the bread of life to others. So let's just take a moment of stillness as we think about this bread in our own lives. Lord, would you awaken in us a hunger for you, where we have neglected to feed ourselves well spiritually. Would you forgive us, Lord, and reawaken our desire to come to you, the bread of life. Lord, when we have filled our hearts and mind with so many other things, Lord, forgive us and help us feed on you. Amen.